time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey, it's time to get geeked up. What's going on, geeks? Welcome to another episode of the Geeked Up Podcast. Believe it or not, life's still in Coronaville. I'm Devin Barnes. With me always is Mr. Social Distance himself, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo. We're back, baby. What's up, kid? Thanks for tuning in, guys. We have a lot to talk about for you on this one. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, but of course, you know, like we said, listen back to the election special was the last one we did. Uh, you know, it was, uh, the best podcast election special you've ever heard. <laughs> and then of course, uh, if you're in a nightmare before Christmas kind of mood and you still have those Halloween vibes, check out our last episodes of Netflix and chat. We did our old Halloween special. <laughs> yeah. I forgot before the election special, we'd, we've really dated ourselves. We yeah. fucking take three <laughs> weeks off and we're fucking like totally out of date here. Uh, you're going to have to go like into our deep catalog to find anything fucking useful for you. But you're right. We're if you want to get the, we're the, we're the fatsos that take off like a month for Thanksgiving. I'm still <laughs> digesting baby. Uh, and they are like officially canceling Christmas for, uh, for COVID. So I guess to celebrate Halloween again this year, all right yeah. a, hol- a holiday that did go down because i mean our- there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of jesus and the devil all the time i'm counting it as a christmas yeah movie. it's a dio del Mar- it's part of our war on christmas here on the geeked up <laughs> we're celebrating dio del morte and the uh and for all the but jews right, I mean, out there plenty of jews watched- that want to watch a spooky movie because fuck santa although i mean we watched uh what the vampires versus the bronx we watched Hubie halloween and then the devil all the time was debatable as a Halloween movie. I'm debating it could be a Christmas movie. There's a lot of church. There's a lot of Jesus in that movie. Uh, it could very well be a Christmas movie. Although, I mean, I think a uh, spoiler alert, but potentially a Christmas movie coming up on. Uh... Oh yes. On, Net- yeah, on our sister show, Netflix and Chat, because I, I heard tell of a Kurt Russell, of a, of a movie, well, of a sequel of a movie where Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus. And mm-hmm. I've made it a, a, a spoiler alert on a, a Christmas miracle on a uh, Netflix and Chat to come. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, we've been doing a Kurt Russell deep dive in this off time, and uh, you'll probably definitely hear about that in the Netflix and Chat, uh, dare I hear a closer look, but... Uh, my only regret Unless there's is like a funnier, more ridiculous that. star of a... Uh, there uh, is, man. And it's uh, it's not on Netflix, not to really do that. But the Mel Gibson action movie, The Fat Man, where he just plays oh, yes. dirty, cigarette-smoking Santa I forgot Claus. about that from like our year preview of like great it's movies to look for. On, it's out now. You can like buy it digitally or rent it digitally, but it's not on like any of the streaming okay. services. Okay. Interesting. I feel like All right, nobody well. really wants to touch Mel Gibson still. <laughs> I know who does the Geeked Up Boys, and we're gonna be—it's yeah. gonna be a very Gibson make- Christmas on the Geeked Up podcast because I hope you get raped by a pack of reindeer. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I guess spoiler alert for our for our seasonal Netflix and chat, and as well our next geeked up episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of the uh, things that we've watched. You know, the Mandalorians and stuff. We'll give you a rundown as the show yeah, goes on. But spoiler right. alert: when we do that break, the Mel Gibson Fat Man movie will be part of the list of things I've watched. <laughs> yeah. That we are. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about everyone we lost. I mean. I was mean, as of now as recording, uh, I think Mandalorian's got two episodes left by the time we air that. Uh, Mandalorian should be wrapped up. So a lot of things in our year in review that we're not going to talk about in this one because, I mean, shit, I could talk Mandalorian eight episodes in for an whole episode. But uh, we'll <laughs> wait mean, for yeah, the Yeah, we've got to wait for the grand finale, though, to give our thoughts. Although, so far, been pretty fun. I'd say even, uh, you know, I didn't love the first season. However, I'm enjoying this one even more than, uh, than I did the yeah. first season. However, all right, interesting. I'm we'll wait till uh, we'll wait for our next episode, as well. Mm-hmm. Fargo season four, loving it as well. However, we'll wait till our next episode. Absolutely, absolutely. And I guess we'll say too. We'll do our year in uh, what's it called? Memoriam, remembrance. Uh, so we're gonna miss. We've been a lot of RIPs since uh, we've last recorded. Yes, really piling up, as they have been here in Coronaville, although not mm-hmm. necessarily all to coronavirus. But we've had like record numbers of RIPs in our la- in our recent show segments. I feel, and sure. uh, now this time, I mean, we we take three weeks off, and they're fucking dropping like flies. But uh, we'll do all of that but, in our uh, in our year in review, the geeked up year in review special. Um, we, but of course, where we played uh, the names uh, uh, over sad violin music, we give a scroll, have, uh, cut in with highlight have, uh, photos of them when they were younger, so it's well, not so uh, depressing. And during it, we're going to have a uh, Andre Davi and Piss Mob do their song, <laughs> but like the slow, sad version. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Piss, featuring Piss Mob, of course. <laughs> Andre Davi featuring Piss Mob. Oh, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> how do we make this happen? <laughs> um, but uh, uh, let's get into this. Like I said, it's still somehow Coronaville news. Uh, we were hoping, actually, by this time, we'd be in the studio together again, but... Uh, Spikes are going nuts, and like I before we get into it, big Coronaville news, and kind of the only RIP I'll do in this one, but big RIP to David Prowse, the uh, actor who actually played Darth Vader on set. You who, mean uh, the voice of no. no, that guy's still alive. Okay, James Earl <laughs> okay, Jones so, still, still oh, yes. kicking. <laughs> but so you're David talking Prowse. about the actual guy in the suit. The guy in the suit who okay, also like delivered his lines with such gusto in episode four because as of that time he thought his lines were going to be in the movie and it's wild to listen to him because he's got his like British accent. He's like, "You go tell me where the plans are, rebel." <laughs> okay, interesting. I've never heard uh, those cuts. There's like oh, the dude. official Darth Vader. Uh, does it ruin everything if he's got like a faggy like English accent? Yeah, because <laughs> he's got like a cool like, okay. You know, I see. Jason Statham versus like a US okay. I see. I see. You were you okay. were kind of portraying him out to be more. I was like, doing more Cockney. Yeah, the exactly. Cockney <laughs> Vader. Oh, listen there, Leia. <laughs> yeah. Okay, interesting. So they, but they decide. I mean, they killed it with James Earl Jones. No, uh, I mean, right choice there for Lucas's first fucking uh, home run. But very interesting. To uh, David Prowse, the actor that played Vader. But I mean, I guess the reason I'm bringing it up too is a perfect segue to uh, Coronaville news. But he was an old guy. I mean, I think he was like 79. uh, But died of COVID. Interesting. So maybe masks don't work. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, great call. We can only assume he's uh, he was smart enough to keep the Vader mask all these years. And <laughs> yeah. perfect time. I think it was actually me that pulled the uh, Vader mask joke, like on our first Coronaville episode. But and we hope David Browse was listening and was wise enough yeah. to take heed to my warning and uh, strap up. But uh, very interesting because you're right. We have not had a lot of deaths to COVID, but and he mm. is right in the risk group. But yeah, he is. But uh, very sad though. Yeah. Now we're like the uh, uh, did the geek community because I've been off of Twitter as well for my uh, uh, three week sabbatical post post Thanksgiving. Did like the geek world go fucking crazy? This seems to be like. Oh, like yeah, like an sure all time Twitter sure blow up. Killed himself. <laughs> yeah, we contacted Dennis. Do we know Dennis? It's been a, it's been a rough month for Dennis. I'm not gonna mention his first loss, but now the dude from Star Wars and now, now Darth Vader fucking drops. Like Jesus. <laughs> not looking great. Not looking great. But, uh, but uh, very interesting though. So big RIP, and like I said, we'll cover more of the RIPs in our uh, year in review, but. Kind of what we were talking about earlier. I mean, he like, like I said, perfect segue because Prowse David did die of uh, COVID, and that's because also, I mean, since we were uh, kind of like I was joking around about, but since we've been off the air, huge spikes during the holidays, and uh, yes. even with ten people minimum. And I think we talked about it in the uh, uh, election episode too. But a lot of that was people out there celebrating. I call it Biden dancing in the street. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it was a crazy, uh, once again, you know, like a a storm of events where it was Halloween was a get-together, then the whole election, then the whole Mm -hmm. celebration, followed up, like, the two-week by the time everybody's just finding out they have it, they're traveling for Thanksgiving. So it was like a whole three weeks to a month of, like, super high corona activity across the entire country that has led to logical spikes and as well i feel the uh, the other huge news that goes kind of hand in hand with it is of course the news of the vaccine which is like a great light at the end of the tunnel but i feel like that kind of as well almost now gives people like the false sense of security that it's over and there has been a little bit of a drop I, th- I feel since thanksgiving i feel like there has been a little bit of trend of irresponsibility i don't know the way i right to say it but i feel like i get what you mean i get what you mean i think uh, a lot of that same irresponsibility though comes down to like the vaccine's great news but that same people that are being irresponsible are the same people who you're gonna see online being like i'm not taking that what are you nuts like <laughs> you yeah. think the, the same ones complaining because the that they're not able to get it because you need to be fucking uh no know. exactly uh, uh, but, but it's going to be a long time. Let's say this vaccination, which I think it's fine. Like I would take it if it was offered to me. You know what I mean? If I was first in line, but you and me, like personally, we're like last in line. Like no for one's sure. uh, and just because, for and, and because we're broke as, as shit and won't be able to afford it is the least of the reasons why we're last in line. But just in general, it's going to be. It's not like all six hundred Americans are going to fucking you know show up the next day and get their shot and everything is going to be good to go. But it does give a little bit of a false sense of security that I feel, and it might just be, you know, I just feel, and it is now kind of technically the holiday season a little bit since the Thanksgiving holiday. I just feel that since then I've noticed in New York things are a little bit more crowded and just it seems to be like, uh, uh, which is you would think a great sign that 
life is starting to resume a little bit of normalcy. You'd think that would be a great sign. However, when it's happening in the midst of all these spikes, it's almost yeah. like we've checked out and we're like, all right, thank God there's a vaccine because other than that, we've got fucking no hope of dealing with this as responsible citizens, you know? So It's a terrible sign. You know what I mean? And uh, Yeah. You know, I just... Uh, I mean, the vaccine is great, like you said. It's not like everybody's going to be able to get it. However, it does give hope for people in risk groups. It gives hope that, like, if for people that are suffering really severe. Like, when this started, man, if you had it at a real bad case of it, they had, like, no treatment to help people that were on the fucking, you know, on death's door. Yeah. They had no answers for them. At least yeah, now they're able they to help those people a uh, little bit more. They're going to be able to help... They were prepped for disaster. I mean, the Barclays was, like, turned into, like, a medical center. Yeah, yeah. They were ready to, like, turn Central Park into a mass grave. No, for sure. Uh, And just, like, due to the knowledge that they have of it now, theoretically, at least the knowledge for now, because that changes all the time. But, you know what I mean? I mean, here in New York, they're saying that we're going to close probably, like, wait for it any day now. But, like, indoor dining, we were at 25% capacity. I can tell you, for one, I was out in New York at indoor dining the one time I went place was fucking packed to the gills like i fucking yeah since it's, it's been colder i've noticed was, that the, the places are definitely as i'm walking past i've not been indoor dining yet but i've definitely noticed by walking by that places are going over 25 percent capacity just because it's cold people aren't sitting outside and i've seen a yeah. lot of like restaurants that were way and more dude, than i mean we're 25. waiting on the announcements but like cuomo is about to say no more indoor dining anymore. yeah no for sure and i think that's fair i think we really wanted in new york to get through the holiday season and hopefully have some restaurant option for that but it uh uh i think as well i mean signs uh, uh do point to indoor dining being like one of the most common places covid gets spread they say that like you know there's like a huge majority of covid cases come from a very small play a very small pool of of activities and indoor mm-hmm. dining is like the fucking number one apparently so uh you know, it just doesn't – the risk-reward of having 25% in the restaurant to fucking none at all. But, you know, we'll see. And uh, if we do need to go into a quarantine, it'll be a bummer that we go through it for the holiday season. If we could have just got through Christmas, it'll be a lot easier to fucking go through this in the cold winter months as it was in the spring if we got through it then. However, I just feel like people are over it and people have fucking – Got yeah, their vaccine the in mind. People, They've fucking already yeah. done the quarantine, and I just don't think there's going to be the same level of commitment with the public anymore. So, I mean, that's my thought on it too. Is just like kind of like to go back to what you were saying. Is just like you know, it sucks it's during the holidays, or whatever. But like, fucking whatever, dude. Like, it was also during summer. It's a goddamn virus. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Who gives a shit about Christmas? The same thing with, like, my birthday in August or 4th of July. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Halloween. I mean, the it's fact that it's like... fucking, at this point, nine months later is a bummer. And, that you know, you figured by like, nine months. However, it's starting to look the like is there corner, is a like... light at the end of the tunnel with this vaccine. Exactly. Where if we're not, if we are fucking responsible for another couple months, it can really impact our 2021. Where we're going to just Six keep months. on fucking dragging our feet. We're going to keep on fucking having people protested we're gonna keep you know we're gonna keep on you know we're gonna keep the fucking shackles on ourselves for the future because you know the longer we keep trying to stay in this like shitty haze the longer it's gonna uh prevent us from just like fully starting new in the future we're all like fucking toddlers that are like looking for loopholes like can i have a cookie no well what if i promise to uh, take the <laughs> yeah. trash? 
No, when sure. can I have a big dinner with my friend? No. I mean, would I you rather be in fucking masks and 25% capacity for the next six months or just lock yeah. down totally at this point for another one month and hopefully in six months be like significantly ahead of the curve? You know what I, I mean? I mean, my prediction, honestly, is like if we stick to being good, things will be 100% back to normal June 2021. But if we keep this up, fucking, who knows? I mean, 100% like, back to normal, I'd say definitely not. June 2021, 621. Six I think months, I mean, I don't think we're going to go. Six months, that's a year. Oh, no. June 2021. No, no, that's 2021 is going to be coming up in a couple weeks here, buddy. So June right, 2021. June 2022, back to normal for sure. But June 2021, things are going to be significantly more normal than they were in June in 2020. Absolutely. And I guess, Absolutely. like, uh, uh, to point to some positive, but like the CEO of Live, I think last special we did give a little bit of the rundown of uh, like how Live Nation had announced that they're looking mm-hmm. into like a vaccine check or a, a test check policy rather i said vaccine last time too but they're going to uh, have an app set up to like prove that you have a test within a 72 hour window and they're already like looking at uh, uh, ways to go on with large scale events the ceo again had a pretty interesting interview uh, uh, out over the last month where he's very very confident that we're going to have large scale events like limited capacity and different you know they're going to have a, they're going to look a lot different than they did in 2019 but as opposed to 2020 when they weren't you know where they weren't there at all there's going to be a lot more of, uh, uh, you know, normal life options at least going on next summer. However, it's going to be at least a year and a half before, like, yeah, 100% agreed. Agreed. fucking kicks in. Well, I mean, you know, Pfizer's ahead of the curve, I guess we'd say, with the uh, vaccination. But Russia, as of today, they, I think it was today or yesterday, they put out something like the vaccination that like they're working on that's really good. It would require you to uh, not drink, like, I think a month before or, like, two months after so it required three months of not drinking <laughs> i think the russians are just like all right, well, yeah and, and the russians came up with this i'm not buying it this yeah. is like the uh yeah, no, no, no. it was like this is a today, very like, very shady the vaccination like, they're working on you can't drink booze for like two months after something's but not adding up thing. is all i can say i don't know yeah. But, but yeah, that's issue, though, and definitely, is, uh, it's not like Pfizer is the only fucking vaccine in town. There's going to be a lot of other pharmaceutical companies. Other countries are going to have things as well. Like the uh, Vi- uh, Pfizer will be hopefully just the tip of the vaccine iceberg and just the tip of the ways to conquer this with science and medicine because uh, 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 civilian responsibility clearly has fucking failed miserably in America anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I would say the good news about all this, though, is at least that, uh, you know, Trump has finally conceded and Biden's on his way to office. And it's a yeah, everything's going comfortable. Transition yeah, of, uh, yeah, but like you said at the beginning of this, of course it's not. You could be listening to our uh, election special episode. Same shit still going on, except. Uh, but last time I was very down on like the Trump support post losing the election it is getting crazy that like he a month in is like still has feverant supporters like it's starting to even concern me that there's the like this many lunatics that are out there that are like still fucking now buying into like the fact that trump has comfortably won this election by millions now and it's just like it's quite mentality dude i still saw people i know that are like you'll see you'll be singing a different tune once we get to the bottom of this like yeah we're at the bottom dude 
it's fucking he's no, not for sure like anymore. fucking logic and everything has left the building and i was kind of hoping that, that all, all that changed when the fucking scoreboard came in has but... left the building uh because trump's now retweeting randy quaid <laughs> well i mean finally right. trump is finally something uh, that, I, that we can all agree on <laughs> but yes i mean if there was any fucking uh, uh sign of whether trump lost it when he's retweeting randy quaid <laughs> for like political backing <laughs> I forget the headline that I texted you where it was just like, uh, Trump seeks solace in like Randy I forget exactly what Randy Quaid's tweet was, but I think it was something along the lines of like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've talked, it's just great that our our boy Quaid is still getting uh, some airtime. So I think we talked about this on air before. uh, Like, I think I said I was growing a beard circa Randy Quaid now. And then you looked it up and was like, holy shit, I wasn't aware. Yeah, of, I had uh, like, I had lost I touch. Eat your it. heart out, Letterman. Uh, <laughs> but then that was only like the beginning because then I found out what a loony became. And I didn't know yeah. that like the beard was hand in hand with him fucking being like totally batshit. I've become just like total batshit crazy. But... See, Gallagher I knew about. I was somehow up to speed on Gallagher, but Quaid, Quaid had uh, slipped past me. Yeah, man. And uh, the fact that Trump is retreating him. Still, we've said it before too. It just makes me my mind blown that in four years he's never had somebody in control of his Twitter account. Being like, dude, I'm not doing it. Like, like you would think there'd be somebody as the president of the United States. You just don't let the president tweet at three thirty in the morning and being like, yeah, Randy Quaid. I mean, Randy Quaid's making a great point. It's uh, you would think it's the craziest thing that's been happening uh, since we've done the election special, but. Oh, no, crazier things have been happening, but at least this is a little more geeked up style. Um, Have you heard about the monoliths showing up? (laughs) The monoliths! Monoliths! Monoliths, Jerry! Monoliths! (laughs) But uh, it's the craziest thing, or is it? I don't know, it's pretty dumb, but... uh, Or has Banksy done it again? But it's everywhere. (laughs) It's like all across the world, and it's uh, days after. So if you don't know what we're talking about, this uh, I think the first one showed up November 18th in the Red Rock Country in Utah. And it was in like this park ground. And the way it was discovered, which is kind of crazy, is it was just people doing like survey, like national park people in a helicopter. And there's audio of it. And the guy's like, yo, turn around. Like, what was that? And they actually, he sees like a glint where like you're not supposed to be in like the Red Rocks. And they land. And there's just a big circle of like 2021, the movie, just metal monolith sitting in the middle of the desert. And, yeah. And it's a wild thing. Like, you obviously see this, and you know it's an artist, obviously. Like, you're thinking Banksy. But in 2020, who fucking knows? You know what I mean? Like, but then Devin said, like like he said, the, that was the first one on the 18th, but then there's the been, like, a one. whole bunch after that. Though. Okay. So that's then on when the, 27th, it, the 27th of November, it disappears, the monolith. It's gone. Okay. In uh, November 28th, another one shows up in Romania. Interesting. Could it be any farther away? Utah to Romania, right? We've got another. (laughs) Same looking thing. Uh, It's there for a while. December 1st, Monolith disappears. A couple days in Romania. This is like the Stanley Cup. Where is it going to next? (laughs) December 2nd, SoCal. Southern California. Okay, back to SoCal. Yep. Shows up in SoCal. The next day, December 3rd, it disappears. December 5th, it shows up. You guessed it, Joshua Tree. <laughs> well, again, still SoCal. I mean, that's... Uh... Still SoCal, but now it's like at Joshua Tree Park. Okay. Uh, so... The next day, it's disappeared. 
Uh, December 7th, it shows up in England. In okay, like, now on to England. That's in England. Where in uh, England? Was it in like a uh, national park or some cool no, it was tricky kind of place? Like out in like, yeah, some middle of nowhere okay, in, so. in England. Uh, December 8th, another one shows up in El Paso. And as of today, I think uh, December 9th, there's one in Finland. Under Finland. Okay, interesting. So judging so, by my tracker after Finland, he's going to be back in the American, like, southwest there. Because oh, that's shit. a pen- I'm, uh, I'm looking out the window right now. Liam, you're not going to believe <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a monolith. Monolith in the Bronx. First vampires, now monoliths. The fucking- there's a guy wearing a Guy Fox mask running away from it. I, that's going to be my newest Times Square gimmick, though. I'm going to be the Times Square monolith and hope that fucking Mickey Mouse doesn't kick the shit out of me over a t- in a yeah. turf war. Down Anyone there. that takes a picture next to you, you chase after them. Like, Here, <laughs> give me a tip. <laughs> exactly. But yes, very interesting, though. Has been, you know, uh, uh, like a cool thing to track and a lot of mm. hilarious nuts with conspiracy theories going on. My theory is obviously some, like, fucking uh, 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 – somebody in the Joe Rogan podcast that goes between California and Texas bought a private jet and made a couple trips to Europe and fucking comes back to America uh, in between. But definitely, you know, you'd imagine it to be some art collective kind of troop that's putting it all together at places in the world. But like you said, in 2021 – It's just like copycats. You know what I mean? And people were like, all right, let's get this monolith thing going. You know what but I mean? But the fact that it's it like disappears. Bu- it's like the ice bucket challenge. Uh... <laughs> exactly, yes. But has there been, like, uh, has it been going on in two places at once, though? It seems yeah, to think, disappear. As of now, there's three going on right okay, now. Okay, oh, there one is. There's in England, there's one in El Paso, and there's one in Finland. Oh, okay. I see. I thought it went. I thought that they, uh, uh, you know, left England and then went to El Paso, then left El Paso and went to Finland. Okay, so now yeah, they're just appearing. And okay, so now there's everywhere. definitely copycats just sticking them up there. To, uh, invasions about to begin. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, we've also not... like during this time did have like a huge like alien fucking uh, uh, advance. There was that alien uh, documentary that came out, and there's been like a lot of breaking news. And just there in was a couple alien of alien documentary that came out, and there was also like the Pentagon released all like their exactly. UFO yeah, files. that's what I was gonna was say. Like, well, I think fucking check it out. I think that was hand in hand with the documentary because the documentary was kind of like looking uh, uh, into that stuff. But there was like further news and further documentation of like confirmed alien encounters uh, uh, within recent years. And I've got my own alien recently, conspiracies like, that the, I've thrown uh, on the show about ocean I aliens. Recent, I think it was the Israeli, but just recently the Israeli like uh, space and astrologist said like aliens no doubt are real. They're just like, we're not ready for them to meet us. And it's just like, what? yeah, How no, for sure. Know? There's been, yeah, more and more like high level intelligence that has pointed towards definite evidence of like real fucking uh, UFO life yeah. and shit out there. So, I mean, yeah. I believe in it. I don't know if I believe that aliens have ever been here. Hopefully, I think it'd be cool as hell. But uh, I mean, obviously, there's aliens out there. We're the only living planet. Although I did watch a great documentary on like I think National Geographic of like there was like the four reasons of why. We are not, we, they're either our aliens or we've never made uh, contact with aliens. One is that, like, we're the superior race, that, like, they're behind us. 
So of course they would never make contact. Another one is that like they're about to set up a like they're setting up battle. Another one is that we're so inferior to them that there's like dude, we are talking such a higher intelligence. Yeah, and the yeah. other one itself is that like there isn't that like life is such a, a unique and creative that like we can bring it down to like a single cell atom, but even then we don't know how that started. Like why did life start at all? So it's like yeah, one of those yeah. things that like it's such a freak event that maybe there really isn't that like. I guess that five is your Christian. And believe <laughs> I mean, when you want to talk about like, you know, maybe there isn't life forms up to what level and definitely life forms that could, uh, you know, like the theory of us being the most advanced and the closest towards, mm -hmm. you know, I would definitely believe that compared to there is no existence at all. Because just even like yeah. finding, you know, they've in recent years found, you know, water and elements and stuff on Mars exactly. and other planets. I'm just the there's got to be like microbiotic species and things that we wouldn't confirm you know we would like not the traditional aliens that we think of and not aliens that are gonna be able to fly spaceships to contact us but in terms of life in terms of plant life or you know a uh, uh, parasite life or any of those kind of organisms like there are definitely other living organisms which would yeah i mean i'm of the kind of like that with you i'm of the two ways of thinking of either we're so inferior that they're like uh-uh or that like we're so superior that they're like hey. <laughs> So I guess that's everything, though, be it monoliths or Trump still in office or Darth Vader dying. That's everything in the corona news, all right? But all the let's weird shit it. going on. I don't know, because I got some weird shit in our uh, what we're here for, the geeked up news, all right? A lot of weird shit, and I think uh, nothing weirder than uh, the new Lifetime movie coming out. Of course, I'm talking... Mario Lopez starring in A Recipe for Seduction, <laughs> where <laughs> he will be playing Arlen Sanders. But you might know him better as Colonel Sanders. As the Colonel. I mean, really one of the great, like, mindfuck of a trailers that I've ever seen, followed immediately by, like, excited Google search to find out what the hell this thing is. But I guess for it's... starters, for the for the, geek, uh, for the geek fans out there, you should definitely uh, uh, watch the trailer to get yourself all hyped up first yeah. before yeah. sinking your teeth first into some uh, juicy, delicious Kentucky Fried Chicken and then into the 15-minute <laughs> short that is... Is this movie apparently but it is actually like it wasn't just a funny commercial of like imagine if they were making a movie they are putting together like a full-on short actually starring oh, yeah no it's a uh 15 minute movie well, that's what i was hoping for a full feature because when, yeah, like, when i first saw someone post this i was like oh funny or die is doing something and, like for sure people. it looks exactly like if mario lopez was hosting snl and they made it a goofy commercial like went all exactly. out to do it you know exactly but it is hilarious they got him with like the black and dyed gray hair and yeah, like, yeah. cut off muscle shirt and it's uh it's i don't know who's and it's got new. like a full-on arcing storyline about like the yeah. colonel's daughter and gets kidnapped or something crazy like there's a full-on like a, a plot and story character development's gonna be taking place there's gonna be a, a climax move do you think this was was Lifetime, we're like, all right, we need a little spice, so we're going to do something funny like this. 
or was KFC just like, Jesus Christ, we're dying to this no. Popeye's chicken sandwich. We gotta make a Mario Lopez movie. Well, this is definitely all KFC because if I if I uh, if, if I recall, this is not the first time that we have focused on commercials and marketing here on the Geeked Up podcast. Because remember, there was the whole hunt for the Colonel where they were getting famous celebrities to do Colonel Sanders with Norm McDonald and yeah. Kevin Hart and like all the other. Was it Kevin Hart or who was like the? No, F- it was never. I always. I I. I, I always always wish for a tim meadows tim meadows um, didn't they have one guy that was like a black guy playing the colonel though they might they i might, think one they of them eventually have. was i think it was k uh k hart maybe but they had like a whole bunch of like great hilarious celebrities doing the colonel well, it's like high budget enough. hollywood like uh, uh a-listers it started with uh what's his face from snl was the first colonel yeah daryl hammond funny. daryl hammond was just the colonel and i was like all right that's what it is yeah that's true, and then yeah, it just yeah. started getting fucking crazy. yeah when he left they like went through but it was like a whole campaign and they were like it was like a, a a thing they were doing and it was a good like hollywood crossover to you know their fast food chain we'll just be honest fast food kind of, when we were growing up fast food was like at the peak of popularity i'd say but now okay. the uh, fast food world is i'd say got a celebrity man like it used to be robert mcdonald and goddamn dave thomas like i remember the old dave thomas fucking old dude i wrote a paper in english class it was like write a paper on your hero and i was like oh write dave thomas dude like <laughs> that came up the 420 meal and you, you, uh, you out of your mind I mean, he was like his daughter was always the real uh, uh, star of the show, though. You know, the place is named after Wendy, not fucking Dave Thomas. But yeah, yeah Dave but... Thomas is the one that's fucking uh, uh, taking all of the commercials and all of the uh, spotlight. Why not fucking putting like your cute redheaded daughter in a commercial every now and then? You oh, she's not Larry cute. Hall. Have you seen like there was a commercial? <laughs> well, I've seen the ago. cartoon like, picture outside Wendy's. Wendy's. Well, I remember when I was a kid, and I think again, probably like smoked a blunt, went to uh, Wendy's, ordered the four twenty meal. There was two JVCs, two junior bacon cheeseburgers, a five piece nugget, and a medium fry. And, okay, uh, and that was like I was gonna say because we didn't like was that an officially sanctioned thing or that was just like the was, price was happened tax. to be four twenty? So you was uh, I think six percent tax, so it came out okay, to four twenty. Nice. It was four ninety nine cent things, and the total price was four twenty. So you get oh, the four twenty wow. meal. Hilarious. But I remember Hilarious. the rumor of smoking a blood while you're getting a four twenty meal, and just being like Wendy's like his dead daughter. Like I always thought Wendy was like dead. <laughs> And he okay. named the restaurant. Yeah, yeah for sure. You just created this ago, backstory. Wendy was in the commercials. She's like, you might remember my dad, Dave. She's like, I'm Wendy. And she just looks like this mean, fat, redheaded lady. Like, <laughs> of fucking we'll get fucking Nikki Cox life. to fucking get out there and be a hot redhead to fucking play Dude, Wendy. Start Nikki selling Cox, some burgers. The, and, uh, what, is she I'll not hot anymore? Wendy. Dude, her lips, you can't see her face. She's like her. She looks crazy. She looks Interesting. like she let everyone do plastic oh, surgery. Dude, you thought Brandy Quaid was crazy? Looking? Look up Nikki. <laughs> All right, Cox let me now, fucking dude. Google. All right, give me. <laughs> Nikki Cox is she still married to my man Jay Moore? Is that going on? I, don't know. I think they might have got a, like an ugly divorce too. Oh jeez. There's been a. There's been a lot since Vegas was on TNT, but <laughs> a lot since she was 19 and on that show <laughs> yeah. on the uh, WB. Uh, married with children ripoff. Yes, exactly. Cat was the rabbit. <laughs> yeah. The fucking dog. And was, e, yeah, yeah. E from Honorage was. The son was E in that one. It was Seth Green as well, right? No, it was E. E oh. from Honorage was the son. Interesting, which is an I... easy uh, mistake to make. But, okay, uh... hilarious. I always thought it was E. I mean, I always thought it was uh, Seth Green. 
We're filling time right now, if you can't tell if you're listening, because Liam is literally Googling <laughs> Nikki Cox now. <laughs> and all I'm getting is uh, uh, old pictures of her hot, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll later you. on I'll give it the full uh, the full rundown. But Yeah, dude, I'll give you... Uh, later on I'll give it the full search, but... But is that not even the only crazy thing that's uh, going on right now with, like, KFC's making a movie? But how good are the... Uh, the uh, Mark Hamill and okay, yes, and Patrick Stewart and Patrick Stewart Uber Eats commercial. Yeah, dude, that's another thing that I've had on the list. This one has been like a long time coming. Actually, like we forgot to mention this, but is this not the all-time like craziest ad campaign? But it's not what you right, think. I just of... text you a picture, by the way, of uh, <laughs> Nikki Cox. Now, dude, I just want to hear your on-air reaction. All right, let to, me see. Uh... Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow, that is really fucking disturbing, like unrecognizable, and I it's mean, already like a like, like an unglamorous picture, <laughs> she's got fucking black hair, and it's like she obviously just woke up, so it's that's already- That's not even one of the worst ones, dude, there's like- Wow. Yeah. Jesus. So something so has like definitely the, uh, happened there, definitely gotta get to like the bottom the of that yeah, seriously, because she it's not just like plastic <laughs> surgery that has fucking gone wrong with that. But Yeah, uh, no, she got stung by a million bees. <laughs> like in my girl over here. But uh <laughs> But like anyway, like we were talking about, like we said, Mark Hamill and Patrick Stewart are in these amazing Uber Eats commercials where what they're playing like ping pong against each other in one. I think they're uh they're um Playing foosball against yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just in general, like, how much did Uber Eats? Because both of these guys are not guys that like make a lot of public appearances or are known oh. for like fucking. It's not like a, a Shatner that's got a million endorsements and whatnot. Like, when was the last time Mark Hamill did anything outside of Return of the uh, outside of the yeah, like episode? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. exactly. Like the like cameo in the recent one and whatnot. But uh, uh, and then same thing with Patrick Stewart, and to finally get these two guys together, like mm-hmm. for uh, and then for yeah, some... also how hilarious is it that Shatner definitely said no? <laughs> <laughs> but like, why Shatner's the biggest like product whore there is, and now yeah, like you've heard the we've done, played the video of, or the sound clip of him getting directed to do a commercial where they're like, yeah, you yeah, yeah. a little more calm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Uber Eats really striking it huge with the geeks between yeah. Star it's Trek really, really and Star Wars. This is like the first real big crossover mashup of the two. Either like the first time any like fucking company or anything has been able to get these uh, uh, two worlds together point, on screen. Like what took so long? There was even like an X-Men and Star Trek comic but really no Mark Hamill and Patrick Stewart. You know the great thing about, and surprisingly too, because the great thing about the two of them too, is they're both so nerdy in real life. You know what I mean? Like Patrick Stewart has no problem doing like the voice on American Dad and that episode in Extras and playing Professor X and Mark Hamill voiced the Joker on Batman forever. And when you see him in interviews, like Mark Hamill loves talking Star Wars and Patrick Stewart is doing the Picard show on CBS All Access. So they're both like, oh, like Shatner, where Shatner's like, yeah, yeah. Star Star Trek so is Mark Hamill like, actually, he's like actually still down to talk about Luke? He's not one of these dudes. Oh, dude, he like talked about how like when the, the episode eight came out um, and like everyone's kind of reaction was like, that's not our Luke Skywalker. He was the same way where he was just like, that is not how I thought Luke would uh, grow up to be. 
but I am a professional. This is like okay, a quote from an interview. And he's like, but I am a professional actor. So he's a Star Wars fan. Test. I hated it. As somebody that wanted to yeah. cash the check, I did it. Well, even someone like Harrison Ford like hates talking Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. But like Hamill loves it, dude. Hamill yeah, loves talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So and you're right. And Patrick Stewart's definitely got a great like personality about himself, anyway. You know, in order to like to do an Uber Eats commercial. But just in terms of like being the first company to finally, because there had to be some like reason why they like there had like there had to be some uh, financial stipulation between Lucas and whoever owns Star Trek, where like the uh, parties would never appear in the same thing, because otherwise somebody would have gotten to do something together. Like it, it like it's the only logical way that they haven't is because they weren't allowed to until Uber Eats cracked the bank. I've got a crazy theory because Fox owns Star Trek, Disney bought Fox, Disney owns Star Wars. Any chance that Disney has a stake in Uber? Okay, exactly. Something like that is definitely the uh, uh, only logical explanation for this being taking place. Because you're right, all the years where Lucasfilms wasn't owned by Disney, there was definitely some like fucking like total blackballing of any palling around with Star Trek people on screen. Otherwise, it just would have happened by now. You know what I mean? Like the fact that fucking and bringing up Harrison Ford and Shatner, like there's just too many famous uh, iconic members of each cast to never have anything to do with each other. Where there's obviously something that's been keeping them apart, and now yeah. Uber Eats brings. There it is together. a lot of appeal though to the nerdiness factor of it. Like I do, like I said, like I love that Stuart loves Star Trek. I love that Mark Hamill loves Star Wars. And dude, even looking back, R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. But like Carrie Fisher was another one that like loved talking Star Wars. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she, she would always she talk like the grimier sides. She was like me and Harrison were blowing lines and then yeah, doing anal exactly. sex, and it was like. These are also the stories yeah. I want to hear. She liked to talk about doing blow in the Prince's Leia costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As, uh, yeah, she didn't yeah, really yeah. like to fucking bring My up. If you asked her about the, the, the uh, dimensions of Hoth, she wouldn't have any fucking clue. But Yeah. But she was like, all that snow on Hoth was Colombian gold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I don't know, would you call it selling out? Or would you call it, like, buying it? I think it's just fan service. Because, um... You know, get ready for my segue here. Kind of like speaking of selling out, didn't Bob Dylan just recently <laughs> sell his whole like catalog to be like, yeah, like, I don't know. Our closing song is going to be the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, all 600 plus songs from all 60 plus years of, uh, uh, of making music all sold to universal overnight. Universal owns all the rights. And a pretty crazy deal, I guess, just in terms of, like, you're right. Like, does Bob Dylan really need an extra $300 million? Like, like No, the- but I tell you who does is probably uh, the lady we ran into at the Colin Quinn show, who is his personal assistant that we know. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's true. He's probably like, this is the greatest day ever, baby! <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, I mean, yeah, I, I guess she would cash in and stuff, but, like, really his actual estate and all, wouldn't they be all better off owning, the, like, the rights and royalties to this music for the next, you know, for no, no, all of their lives and for their foreseeable future? I guess you can't necessarily Maybe. turn down that kind of money, but I Honestly, three hundred million doesn't even seem like necessarily that much for all of Bob Dylan's stuff. Sound that much? Three hundred million? I mean, let's to go back to Star Wars. Disney bought Lucas Films from George Lucas for one billion dollars, dude. A billion dollars. You're telling me Star Wars is worth? And I say it is, but 
a lot of people disagree with me. You're telling me Star Wars is worth 700k more, 700 than million Bob more than Dylan music? the entire catalog of Bob Dylan. Going then forward, literally, like, there's like thousands and thousands of artists out there who wouldn't be where they are without the influence of Bob Dylan. No, for like, sure. And since Bob Dylan is still alive, we haven't yeah. really went through the great golden age of nostalgia of Bob Dylan. You know, you know, like where these guys get a lot more famous after they die. And it's going to be the all the retrospects and all the box sets and all the stuff. Like, you know what I mean? He's still living and in control of all of his stuff. So he hasn't even cashed in on all that anywhere near. Like, his estate hasn't been able to cash in on that anywhere near as much as they should. And Bob Dylan still, like, relentlessly tours before COVID. But I've seen Bob Dylan yeah, the last fucking two Novembers. The last two Novembers I've seen Bob Dylan. But, like, he's still relentlessly touring. So he's still making fucking tons of cash. He's probably making $100 million a year just doing, like, touring and stuff for how much he does and how much he would demand to perform and all that kind of shit so it's, it's not like his uh, uh, you know what I mean he's been like in obscurity and has taken a huge paycheck with because he doesn't have money rolling in the tank but he's like never stopped touring he's never stopped putting out money he's never stopped collecting money and now he needs to sell it all for you know uh, uh, 300 million it just seems like a crazy like you're right dude it does seem very like selling out and just very uh, uh, un Dylan and kind of just uh, just unsettling, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah, it feel like, right. Uh, it sounds like Jacob needed a little walking around money. Yeah, exactly. Or somebody like you know a, a couple ex wives have done him have done him uh, uh, put him in heart. Yeah, but like, you would hear like a Hulk like Hogan that. kind like, of situation, but the kind of shit that you hear people talk about all the time, like. You think of Paul McCartney, yeah, sure, you think of the Beatles, but you obviously yeah, think you of his know one-legged ex-wife. For sure. That fucking... And maybe we're I mean? going to hear that Bob Dylan donates $300 million to some fucking crazy charity that he supports or something. You know what I hope to hear is that Bob Dylan, like, did drugs to the day he died. Like, oh, Bob Dylan was, like, 92 and, like, still had, like, a crazy <laughs> cocaine habit. I was like, dude... Oh, yeah, I mean, there's so a like, chance that we amazing. hear that, you know. I don't, Dude, about, I would love I don't know about that. crazy habit, but I'm sure he's, uh, I'm sure he's still partying. No, I hope he's like going fucking bonkers. You know what I mean? That I would know, make three hundred million. It will, uh, but that's not the only like big crazy Hollywood uh, conglomerates mashing no, up man. and like uh, you know universal buying the rights to bob dylan music but there was another major acquisition of content going down it really is and it's not really an acquisition but it's like we've talked about hbo max before in the past how they own all dc and a lot of their warner brother movies but warner brothers has now announced starting this christmas with wonder woman 1984 Every one of Warner Brothers movies that comes out in the theaters is also going to be streaming the same day on HBO Max. Which straight is, to HBO straight Max. Not even online. straight to video like no, service. Straight to like your you HBO stream. Max uh, a streaming account. So you're not even and paying unlike, extra for these movies if you have HBO unlike, Max. Exactly. Unlike Disney Plus where like they pulled that Mulan bullshit where oh, it was gosh, like 30 exactly. bucks. HBO Max is like, dude, you're paying for HBO Max? And, dude, directors and actors are going bonkers about it. Let me just give you a quick list of some of these movies that are be coming out in 2021. Uh, just a quick list, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, obviously, starting with Wonder Woman 1984. And these aren't in any order. I'm just kind of naming some of the big which is Which ones. was, like, a huge release that was delayed with, with uh, Corona, Correct. of course. But, like, Wonder Woman, the first one, was one of the biggest smash hits. This is, like, a really highly Correct. anticipated sequel. Would have been but one of the highest-grossing movies of the year. HBO Max Absolutely. users enjoy it for free. Mm-hmm. And it's going to come out in the theaters the same day. But here's some of the other big screen ones that are going to be coming out day of. Uh, we've talked about this one on the podcast. Dune. 
coming okay, out. Another huge fucking high budget sma- uh, smash. Um, King Kong versus Godzilla coming out on HBO Max. Matrix Four. Matrix Four. The whole plot is under key. Like most people don't even know that uh, Matrix Four is like even the thing. Is that That's the one where, we, where, where where Neo gets a sex change? Oh no, no that was the Wozniacki brothers. That was the yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Elliot Page will be playing Neo. <laughs> um, but uh, in the Heights, we've talked about this in the podcast. Okay. Streaming on the day of, dude. Uh, the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn like reboot of Suicide Squad. HBO Max. Uh, God, I'm canceling many, my subscription for that one. <laughs> uh, the Many Saints of Newark, which was the Sopranos prequel movie that was actually supposed to be in the theaters, is I mean, obviously HBO that one. But yeah, still, for sure, but still, very release. interesting. That one will still, I'm sure, get a theatrical release in addition to and its... also Space Jam 2021, starring LeBron James. Starring my man LeBron. But wow, so I mean, just yeah, the the some of the biggest movies of the entire year. Uh, uh, well, from here release. is what I think this all stems from because Christopher Nolan's movie Tenant is a Warner Brothers movie, and they were very adamant about making that a theater only movie. Christopher Nolan, we've talked yeah, about Christopher the Nolan was. was like, this is going to be an only theater yeah. release, and it was. And you know what? It didn't clear half of its fucking budget. Well, dude, we couldn't even fucking see it in New York City because movie theaters never open. They still haven't opened. Exactly. I haven't been able to fucking exactly. see this goddamn movie yet. How many people would have gotten HBO Max for that? And just for that stance, by the way, I am boycotting that movie because go fuck yourself, Christopher Nolan. We're in the middle of a pandemic Mm -hmm. and we're fucking scared for our lives here. We're going to fucking, you're going to make us risk our lives to go to the fucking see your stupid movie. Maybe you might be like a fucking anti-masker or not care about this shit, but a lot of other people in the fucking country do. And you know what I mean? Or else, dude, I respect it because like, look, Black Widow, they're still like, dude, it's going to be a theater release. Like... We're not going to put it out now, so you have to go see it. We're going to wait. Okay, yeah, sure. Just wait it out then. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just fucking wait it out, dude. If you multi hundreds, hundreds of million dollar movie, but it's basically like a fucking people have to go see in the theaters. No, you're you're like basically taking like a Trump stance against coronavirus, where you're not going to admit that. Like, look, I wear a mask, but you never wear a mask. You're doing one of these things where it's just like you might not want to come out and say that you're putting everybody, but like you're making everybody choose between coronavirus safety or seeing your movie. So you're you're putting people in a position of fucking choosing between your art and fucking coronavirus oh, safety. I 100 percent agree with you. Like, yeah. So you're making a stance whether you fucking want to or want to or not. So because of that, and plus I heard the movie blows, so I'm not gonna see it because I either. heard the movie is how would you describe pretentious? Whereas like Interstellar was like kind of smart. But, like, you could be like, oh, I get it. Or even, I mean, like, that's, all of this movie. Is yeah, like, I was going to say, I would kind of say a Christopher afterwards. Nolan movie. And, it, like, I, I yeah, watched Inception again like, recently. Didn't really stand. I loved it when it came out. Didn't love I'm it when sorry, I watched it again. Um, but, like you were saying, though, like, Christopher, like I was saying, rather, Christopher Nolan's movies are all, like, that's kind of the fun of them. Is they're smart, and they are great in theaters. But, dude. I have a 47-inch TV and a pretty good uh, Yeah, Xbox. yeah, for real. You watch it at home, dude. And I get, dude, I wouldn't even hate it. I'll give them, I'll give them, because James Gunn is kind of bitching. Some of the actors, uh, the director of Dune is kind of bitching. Like, dude, we made these movies with these fucking IMAX cameras for theaters. And it's not their decision, you know what I mean? It's like Warner Brothers. But it's is also not it gonna. It's it's not gonna be exclusively on HBO Max. It's still in the theaters. 
If you want to go see it in the theater, go see it. If you fucking really, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you're really you that still, dedicated to seeing it in the art form, like, it's still going to be available. If you don't have HBO Max, like, you're not willing to pay the monthly, you can still buy it digitally. You know what I mean? So you can even do it okay, that Okay, so way. Yeah, you can still do it that way. Mm-hmm. And my other thing, dude, is I wouldn't even fucking hate on HBO Max if they were like, dude, it's five bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Thirty dollars. What Disney Plus did is fucking ridiculous. $30 yeah, no, that's true too. I would, yourself, uh, dude, like, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't kill HBO Max if they gave you like a huge discount on getting it day of, or even if yeah. they charge you fucking full $5 price. But dude, it was I'll available you, we'll day give of. Give you like a but... popcorn code. Go to a grocery store, buy a bag of popcorn if you want, or like, yeah, yeah. Or but you're right. Like, if like they're not, like, they like... could definitely get away with doing something like that. If they're not doing that, it's great. The other thing for me about this whole situation, but it's also only for the year of 2021 has been announced, which, like we said, me and Devin were talking about earlier with coronavirus, it's going to still be really impacted by coronavirus. So if you're doing this, it's a great marketing gimmick and, you know, publicity campaign to get HBO Max, a lot of notoriety and subscribers over the next year. It's You know what I mean? But it's also just great for uh, – it, it makes sense for the coronavirus. So it's not like for the foresee – it's not like forever that this is going to be the release of movies, but it's not like right now there's a reason to not be putting movies on in theaters you know what i mean so there's a reason to give us a streaming option for them if there was no reason then i'd get where these people were coming from about their theater release it's like scorsese and roma and netflix and all like we've already been having this argument but right now there's a huge extra uh uh, extra circumstance you know that's going along with this so obviously yeah i think it's great what hbo's max is doing and i think it's a real fuck you to disney plus and uh you know what i mean it's, no, just, sure. it's, a, real, it's a great move it's a great i mean move. every fan there's no fan that that couldn't love it you know what i mean the only people that couldn't yeah, love it are exactly. the directors and the people that are standing to lose money off of it but even them it's just like you're fucking you know uh, uh it's still 2021 is still going to be movie sales are already going to be really impacted by coronavirus so thinking of like another creative way to try to come around it is uh only best for everybody to keep the interest in these movies because me and you are both huge christopher Nolan's fans, we uh, Christopher Nolan fans probably seen every movie of his whole career. We haven't seen this last one because we fucking couldn't. And I think yeah. now, yeah, over the last like couple of weeks, it, it has now yeah. become available on digital. But you know what? Go fuck yourself, Christopher Nolan. I'm already not going to go see it because you know what I'm I mean? not going to buy it. I'm going to wait for it to come out on HBO. I'm going to wait for it to come out on HBO Max. And I'm going to watch it. So really, <laughs> exactly. fucking give him the middle finger, dude. But, dude uh, right. I think uh, it comes out for digital download as of recording this tomorrow. I'm not going to buy it and download it. I okay, want to see it, coming out now. but I'm going to wait for it to come out because I think probably next week it'll come out on HBO Max and be like, ha but, you know, they, they were already concerned that just, like, general interest in a lot of these movies and things mm-hmm. would wane. This is a way to keep it up for, uh, 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 for like, the short time in the foreseeable future until hopefully by 2022, like Devin says, in the summer of 2022, when hopefully things are fully back to normal and we can get back into the theaters. And until look, then, let's fucking stay this on This is also going to do great things for the numbers of your movies. You already got the dorks out there that are going to go to the theaters to watch stupid fucking King Kong versus Godzilla. You don't think your numbers are going to fucking shoot through the roof of all the people that get to stay at home and watch it like the day it comes out, dude? 
Like, you're fucking nuts, dude. Like, yeah, have they done like a study, like, uh, uh, or just done the math even on like the, the algorithms are all weird. It's, uh, and there's like repeat watching, but like, if you take like a Netflix, like the most popular movie, like the, uh, uh, most popular QB movie Halloween. on Netflix, and most then most popular movie in 2020. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you take QB well, Halloween and then, that and then you. times that by like your average movie ticket price. Well, dude, that's like, that's how would that stack up point, against dude. box office smash That's a great point. I mean, kind of to make a joke about QB Halloween, but that should be like the point of this study is how many fucking how much was QB Halloween going to make at the box office? Yet it was Netflix's number one movie. So do you yeah, not yeah, see yeah, exactly. like yeah, for what sure. the fucking correlation? If that was stuck right to there, a dude, theater like, release, do you think me and Devin would have done a fucking podcast about it? But... Yeah, no fucking way, dude. We probably would have bitched about how they put these Adam Sandler movies in theaters and not on Netflix. But yeah, my point yeah. being is everyone watched that goddamn movie because it was streaming. No, You're going to get more viewers and like, so it comes to me now, are you more in it for the money or the awards? Or are you a fucking true artist and like want your vision to be seen? Well, I mean, if you're making your vision needs to be in a certain way, it's like, you know, you want, if you make a great painting, you don't want it to be in, 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 like, in an airport because more people go and see it. You know what I mean? Like you want it yeah, displayed yeah. in the right, uh, you know, the right setting and everything. However, it's just not the right setting because of 21. However, I do get where, like, you know, the guy that made Dune that made it probably filmed the whole movie not knowing there was going to be a pandemic. And Absolutely. Now no, he had no idea. He's exactly. getting he fucked. But you know what? I'm sorry. The rest of us but want to survive. Not, because again, dude, like, okay, for instance, like, I would like to go see Dune in the theaters if this was normal time. Would you have gone to see the theaters? Probably not. Are you going to watch an HBO Max? Guarantee you are. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? No, this I know what you're saying. About, yeah. No, for sure. No, you, you know, you're, yeah, you, you are right about that, definitely. Where in terms of, like, if you want the most people to be able to see it, and in this day and age, we live in 2020, you're right, we all have fucking good TVs. We're not watching on fucking black and white tube tops anymore. You know what I mean? Like, we all have fucking... And- Plus, let's talk about this, too, because we did do our DC Phantom event special, and I think all that's now going to become an HBO Max. And we, I think our big story about that was the, uh, the Flash movie, where it was like Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman, Ben Affleck's coming back as Batman. And uh, I feel like I've kind of been shitting on Disney and Marvel a little bit because Spider-Man 3 is coming out. I think they're still filming. It's still in production. So this is one of those looking forward things, but I don't want to shit on Marvel too much. Because they're doing their thing also, kind of like their Flash movie, but there's so much happening with Spider-Man 3 that I feel like we just have to talk about it because it's coming out. Some big news as well, even like over the last day or two, some breaking news on set of Spider-Man. Absolutely, because I think we talked about it, that Jamie Foxx was confirmed being Electro uh, coming back, and he was in the... uh, Andrew Garfield version of yeah, Spider-Man. Like Sony, if you remember uh, in Spider-Man the last franchise. Spider-Man Far From Home, the post credit scene was um, the dad from Juno, I'm forgetting his name, we are farmers, <laughs> but he, he came back as Jonah Jameson, but a different version at the end of the Spider-Man movie. And that was from the Sony fucking uh, John yeah. McGuire movies. Now he's reprising that role. So now it's been uh, confirmed. Let's just talk about the confirmations of this new Spider-Man movie. And again, let's talk about from the fact that there hasn't been a new Marvel movie since Avengers Endgame. Which is crazy. You know I mean? yeah. like, no, since Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, actually. Which Far From came Home, out correct, after. Correct. Like, Spider-Man 2 like, is the, the last Avengers yeah. movie, which is fucking crazy. You know, for, 
how it's hot been, that franchise like, yeah. was. And Black but, Widow was supposed to be the thing, but they didn't pull the $30 bullshit. Yeah, and you're right. They like, delayed their dude. things as opposed to Nolan, but... But yeah, go through the confirmations because it's definitely uh, pretty crazy and getting nuttier with today's big uh, announcement anyway. So confirmations as of like when it was still in the MCU, because this also kind of goes back into the thing we've talked about that Sony is still technically. Yeah, I guess actually Spider-Man. give us a little bit of a rundown again as to how all, right. all of this let came get, to let be. Let me start with that. Because there's right, right. now three Spider-Man franchises in history. Correct. There's I mean, the Tobey Maguire, the Andrew Garfield, and the Tom Holland, which is the current one that we're all familiar Correct. with. So what happened was, and we've talked about this in tears, so I'll just kind of run through it, is that in the 90s, Marvel started selling a lot of their properties. They sold Fantastic Four and X-Men to Fox. That's where all those Hugh Jackman X-Men movies come from. You know what I mean? But now Disney owns all that. Sony, on the other hand, was they bought the Spider-Man uh, franchise. So they were making those Tobey Maguire movies, which was making millions and millions of dollars. So they have no reason to sell it back to Marvel. What they did do, though, was make a handshake deal and uh, let Spider-Man appear in the Marvel movies, right? So now Sony kind of owns uh, Spider-Man pretty much which does. Started Sorry, and when did that start? The Marvel, like, when was Spider Man's first? Because he wasn't like the in the first wave of the Avengers. Like, when did no, no, no? Spider Man showed up in uh, Captain America: Civil War. It was the premiere of Black Panther. R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. And <laughs> so um, we're talking maybe like twenty. That was during the Andrew Garfield days, though. Correct. No, no, no. Black Panther came out, or uh, Civil War. Andrew Garfield made two movies. One, it was just a total reboot, and Andrew Garfield, an amazing Spider Man. He was oh. No pun intended, but he was an amazing Spider-Man. He was just the scripts fucking sucked. Like they went for a whole reboot again of like we have to see how Uncle Ben dies, and then the second movie was just a mess. Like and that Sony was, one with was Jamie Fox. Sony was exactly, but Sony was also trying to make their own Sony verse where they were like, oh, we're gonna make all of these, uh, all of these um, Sony spin-off Spider-Man movies, just like Marvel's doing. And it just didn't take. Like, Mark Webb, the director of the basic Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield, talks about it all the time. He's like, dude, these movies were good, but fucking Sony got too involved. And they ate shit. So Sony still owns, like, the Venom franchise. That was the fucking Venom, Chicka Chicka Venom. Yeah, yeah. Which they're now making the sequel to, and there's talks of Tom Holland Spider-Man being in that. But I guess what's happening here is, if you remember the end of Spider-Man, the last one, He's like, his identity's revealed. So this movie almost didn't happen. After um, Avengers Endgame, there was that big story about how Sony was just like, we're taking Spider-Man back, like no more MCU movies. They were trying to be like, Sony was like, give us more money. And Marvel was like, dude, we'll be fine without you. And Sony was like, we'll be fine without you. There's a whole story too, how Tom Holland, the kid that plays Spider-Man was just like, was the kind of a factor in it. It was like, dude, we can do both, like blah, blah, blah. But so what's happening now is there was also, and let's not forget too, there was also that cartoon that Sony made that has nothing to do with MCU that was into the Spider-Verse, that Miles Morales movie that like I made fun of, I think on this show before it came out. And then when that movie came out, it's fucking probably one of the best Spider-Man movies to be out. For sure. That's what I was going to say. That's what this looks like they're trying to recreate the most to me is the Spider-Verse cartoon, which was, uh, like you said, caught everybody's surprise. It was like a huge sweeping success at the Oscars and shit like that. Yeah. And like totally uh, was just uh, beloved by everybody that saw. It was a huge hit. And it seems like conceptually they're trying to kind of recreate that gimmick with the whole multiple Spider-Mans and all. 
Yeah, correct. Correct, it is. And that was a big thing in the comics. Uh, in the comics. And, uh, sorry. That was a big thing in the comics. And like we kind of was talking about in the Flash movie, too. They're trying to rule all that. But let's just talk about the MCU. I mean, the Spider-Man 2, Far From Home, and it was like his identity being revealed. You know, Tony Stark's dead. So Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Doctor Strange in this movie. That fits in the MCU, okay? Everyone knew that. Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider-Man 3, okay? Done. Confirmed. Makes sense. Makes sense. sense. All right. But then the big news started coming out when Jamie Foxx signed on to play Electro again. And that's from the Andrew Garfield movies, which is yep. like, okay, head scratcher here. And he's playing, and he was confirmed he to, be to be playing, playing Electro. Electro. Yeah, yeah. Not even like he's coming in to play a different character. Okay, interesting. Then there was shots of Alfred Molina, who played Dr. Octopus in the Tobey Maguire movie. Which was a great, was, which was a great uh, Dr. Octopus as well. Amazing Dr. Octopus, dude. And an amazing director. I mean, it's the guy from The Evil Dead. You know what I mean? It's fucking... Yeah, uh, but, but he didn't so direct now, Yeah, he did. No, the guy. No, no, not Bruce Campbell. The director of Evil, the original Evil Dead, was the director of all the Tom McGuire movies. Yeah, um, Sam Romney. Sam Romney, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So now Alfred Molina has come back from the Romney universe, and he again confirmed he's playing Doctor Octopus. Now he is getting crazy because it's just been announced that uh, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are pretty much ninety nine percent, one hundred percent confirmed coming back in this Spider-Man movie. So that means we're getting the Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, who is playing uh, 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 Andrew Garfield, obviously Spider-Man, Emma Stone playing Gwen Stacy, who's a huge thing in the comic books. And now it's almost, it's like 98% confirmed that Tony McGuire and Kirsten Dunst are coming back. So we're getting a live action Spider-Verse. And to even make it crazy as of today, as of recording, and this was kind of another prediction, with Charlie Cox, the guy that played Daredevil on the Netflix show, where they never, ever made any mention of the Netflix show, Daredevil. There was that whole thing. But that was another, like, like, Sony property? Defenders. No, no, it was still, like, Netflix. Marvel was just making shows on Netflix before Disney bought them out. But Charlie Cox played a great uh, Daredevil on their Netflix series. And uh, now he's almost, almost confirmed to pretty much be in this movie. Playing. Okay, interesting. He was a lawyer by day, and you remember at the end of Spider-Man, he was, like, convicted as a murderer, or they say, like, he killed somebody. So now that's happening. They're just bringing everything together. I saw a post today, and we really got to get Mans on. Uh, can we get Nicolas Cage back as Ghost Rider in this fucking thing? <laughs> well, how about Willem like, Dafoe as a... Uh, as The a... all-time best villain. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, I mean, he's the only Jack one we're Nicholson. missing at this point as well. I Jack mean, Nicholson or Willem Dafoe? Who, who do you say? <laughs> I mean, I still got to go Willem the Defoe, original dude. Joker, but Willem Dafoe is amazing, Green Goblin. Those. Green Goblin is so good. Dude. Yeah, yeah, he's for so sure. Good. But, uh, but he would definitely like be the... He's like the only one we're missing, though, as well, because we've got, you know, like you said, Alfred Marini, the Dr. Octopus was great. Oh, know. no, wait, dude. I say uh, bring back... If we're doing the, the Andrew Garfield movies... I say bring back Dennis Leary as Captain Stacy. Oh, I forgot he about was... Leary. <laughs> okay, a Spider-Man? No, wait, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I forgot about that. You know, I never actually even saw those two Garfield ones. Dude, Andrew Garfield was, like, to me, like, honestly, 
the best Spider-Man. He really? looked like him from the comics. He just like owned the role. It's just the movie. It was just too much weren't... Spider-Man for me. It was like we just came out of the His third. Good, the third Tobey Maguire out... one sucked. Like the first two were awesome. <laughs> then the third one came out, and then a couple years later we're rebooting. And at that point there was all these other they superhero were movies too as well. quickly. The Andrew Garfield ones came out too quickly for sure. And the writing was terrible, especially with and... so many other comic book movies going on at this point. It's just like it's not like we're fucking dying for comic book movies. You know what I mean? Like, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I will say Andrew Garfield might have been like the best Spider-Man. Interesting. He was so good, but I'm excited to see how they'll do it. I love Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, like I said, this is definitely, to me, seems more reminiscent of the uh, Spider-Verse, which was great, and definitely like a a, a great live action. I mean, that's obviously what it's going to be, too, because Doctor Strange's in the MCU's next movie is uh, Into the Multiverse. So this is going to be a lead-in. It's obviously going to be a multiverse kind of movie. Okay, so and I feel Doctor like, Strange is already dealing with different dimensions. In exactly. This, this isn't his so first. I feel uh, like either one of them got a hold of the other one. Either DC's Flash movie found out about Marvel's movie. But uh, I'm going to say, like, I'm not going to shit on a Marvel movie because every one of them has been good. You know what I mean? <laughs> every one of them has made, like, yeah. a billion dollars besides, like, Thor 2. You know I mean, what I mean? And so far, and the, the first... Thor movies turned out to be the best ones. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, like... the Thor's have been great. And so far, the first two Spider-Mans have been really good. Although the uh, first two, first two Spider-Mans were really good, but the. Uh... But dude, have you seen? Uh, there's also rumors that your boy, the fat guy in the computer, he's lost like an insane amount of weight. Fat Asian getting away? Did yeah, he pull a Rebel and then... Wilson and fucking lose his charm on us? He did. He's Uh-oh. still ugly. Like Rebel Wilson, but he's uh, <laughs> but dude, there's a rumor he might be a villain in this one because his well, if he loses all of his weight, he's definitely a heel yeah. to me. Major heel turn in my eyes if he's fucking. This is longer. a real LeBron James move to you, isn't it? <laughs> wow. All right, so that's a bummer, I guess. But good, good news. Good news about Tobey Maguire, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jamie Fox, and Alfred Molina. Bad news about the Asian kid. I gotta be honest. Yeah. But so I guess that would be the like the big ending of our geek news. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff we haven't touched on, and we'll be doing that in our week in review. Uh, our year in review. Year review, correct? I'm sorry. We'll be our 2020 our year, year review. review. A year where not much has happened in the world, and we but will cover the Tom number one story. We'll be talking about that we have already watched it at that point. It's got to be the uh, a recipe for love, the KFC movie, right? Oh, for that's sure. A, and that is that is coming on uh, a live noon this Sunday, which I guess would be the thirteenth the, uh, or the fourteenth, maybe the thirteenth yeah. uh, of December. But uh, a live Sunday at noon on the Lifetime Network. I expect point, to before way, Sunday too. football. It's coming out at like noon. It's the greatest thing in the world. Too. The only it's problem like is a, it's too early well, for me to like make it to a KFC. To fucking get some chicken before this. So I guess Saturday night, I'm going to have to get my KFC so it's ready for me when I wake up Sunday morning, uh, watch the Mario Lopez movie, into some football. Expect a lot of text from me that spoils the movie for you. (laughs) They killed the Colonels! (laughs) Now, I mean, this is like appointment TV, though. This is, you know... I'll be, I'll be watching. The only problem is getting uh, finding Lifetime on my YouTube TV or on my. Uh, well, I'll uh, tell you what you can do in the meantime, dude, is maybe we should kind of like watch some other old movies that uh, have a lot of marketing, like chicken in them. Should we take a closer look at that? Closer look, closer look, closer look. Break out the telescope. 
than a microscope. All of your other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look. Closer look. Closer look. Oh, yes, baby. Andre Daviena. I said it before and I said it a million times. Maybe my favorite uh, Davi song. <laughs> I mean, fingers crossed. Look forward to the in memoriam uh, Andre Davi <laughs> slow motion piss mob song. <laughs> Hopefully, we can pour that off in our year in review. But like we were saying with the KFC movie, and especially with Mark Hamill and Patrick Stewart and those Uber Eats commercials, we'll be taking a closer look here at. Uh, Closer looks we've done before and or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, close. And if you want to take a closer look at Geeked Up Closer Looks, you can confirm if we've done this closer look because I literally that, but... think we've done it when we talked about Norm MacDonald maybe being the colonel and like him getting right. hired. I think that was when we did our closer look on like our favorite commercials, well, but this one's a little different. Take. We're, doing, we're doing, we're taking a closer look at advertisement, obvious advertisement in movies. Commercialism in movies, movies. yes. In movies. Because okay. this is a whole movie where fucking KFC is the goddamn plot line. So mm-hmm. kind of more in that uh, 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 spirit, you know, as opposed to, I think our last closer look might have been our favorite commercials. This one Correct. is, you know, products and let's and take movies. a... An obvious look. I think both of our first ones, and one I guarantee we did the first time, but uh, we're both going to start with Wayne's World, all right? There's the uh, clear scene with the Doritos, Garth and the Reebok commercial, or the Reebok getup. Right. Yeah, and I mean, that one, like, the whole point of the joke and the scene is, like, over-the-top product placement in movies. So they were, like, right. making a whole gimmick out of doing product placement, you know? And, the uh, of course, he was wearing the full Reebok jumpsuit was, like, the hilarious one. And then whatever, like, like uh, uh, Advil or whatever pain medicine he took where like these thing went they black and white bill, yeah it's the doritos yeah, yeah. the pepsi it's the taste of a new generation but then um what about then if we're talking reebok also and all that i kind of have one off the top of my head what about reebok and jerry Maguire? isn't that rod tidwell's like whole uh Interesting, well, yeah, yeah, for Jerry sure he wants he's like you get me on reebok i'm yeah, pretty he- sure like doing the credits of that movie is a Reebok commercial with, with uh, Cuba Gooding yeah, Jr. Yeah. He doesn't want sneakers like Michael J. Fox wanted Nikes in uh, Back to mm. the Future. However, he actually wants to be like the actual uh, spokesman and the guy in the commercials himself, Cuba Gooding Jr., as the athlete in Jerry Maguire trying to be like Correct. the spokesman, the the uh, trying to get the Reebok sponsorship. But again, at the end, I mean, there is a full on Reebok commercial. There's a whole fucking Reebok commercial yeah, yeah, with Brian sure. Tidwell. You know what I mean? No, great call, great call. Where I was going to go with, actually, for my first one, though, and I know you definitely, uh, uh, Lisa, Wayne's World is definitely the definitive product placement kind of scenes in movies, but how about for a little KFC uh, spinoff? And this one is not really uh, uh, relating to it all outside of the title, but how about Kentucky Fried Movie? 
That always put me in the uh, mood to eat some <laughs> yes. Kentucky Fried Chicken, although there's no, like, literal connection. I mean, you know, the movie, it's called, like, they, they've literally made, like, Yeah, a, it's an obvious rip. I'll count it. And it's if you're not familiar rip. with Kentucky Fried Movie, it's kind of like a uh, National Lampoon's-esque, but a little bit more, like, X-rated uh, in comedy. Fact, I think it actually might be called National Lampoon's Kentucky Fried Oh, is that an, actually a National Lampoon's movie? It actually might okay, be I see. a, a Natalie Laps, as we like to call them. I thought you were going to go more along because you were talking chicken. I thought, and like, hear me if you know what I'm talking about. Popeye's chicken is fucking awesome. Oh, great call. I was not thinking that. But yes, huge little Nicky Popeye's plug. I mean, for that's, sure. Uh, he, him and the bulldog were always snacking down on Popeye's. First of all, I'll take a 12 piece. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if I was going to go Sandler, first of all, if I was going to go Sandler, I do have Sandler on the list, as uh, <laughs> as I'm sure you do again. But I was clearly going to go with the Happy Gilmore Subway commercial, where I guess in Cuba Gooding Jr. fashion, Sandler himself is the spokesman, or Happy Gilmore, rather, is the spokesman, and he actually does a Subway commercial in the movie. Okay. But, not to go down this deep dive, but I'm starting to realize now Sandler does this a lot because in Jack and Jill, his character Uh-oh. Jack is trying to sign Al Pacino to do the Dunkin' Donuts Dunkachino commercial. Oh my god, is Sandler just did, like a product chill? <laughs> like how did we not how did we not put two and two together? <laughs> Fucking a! Well, three movies that directly have, but I do like though because that is real life though. You know what I mean? And like there was a movement where well, I think uh, Happy Gilmore too doesn't he have Subway something and Happy Gilmore also? He's like, oh, I got these Subway cards now. That's what it's just said. Well, he did the full commercial where he's like is the spokesman. Oh yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. But um, oh, but I do like that though because. Because that is like a thing that was kind of, you know, uh, uh, became popular, I think, in like the 80s and 90s, a la, so hence Wayne's World making fun of it. But it does, like, before that, when you watch some movies, they have to do, like, fake products. And instead of drinking a Coke, they're drinking a cola. And instead of eating Frosted Flakes, they're eating cereal. You know what I mean? Cereal <laughs> Flakes. And it just takes you out of it when they're not doing – so, like, in Sandler's defense – What about uh, Coming to America McDowell's? Okay, exactly. McDowell's or like uh, the Kevin Smith like movie burgers or whatever, where sure, they sure, sure. where they make up like a fake product. You know what I mean? Like Happy Gilmore, he's, it's he's like he's living in the world like in a parallel universe of the real world. He would be doing like a real world product commercial. So I get that. You know. However, when he's done it in three movies, you start thinking maybe Sandler's a little bit of a shill. Or like here's a weird example, but another I'd say like the all time definitive uh, 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 example, but uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, an entire movie I mean, where the plot line revolves the around title. them going to White Castle. Now, is this just a shameless ad for White Castle, or like, uh, uh, would this movie be better served if it were, if they were going to a fictional burger place, or the fact that it's for like a notoriously shitty, cheap, like horrible fast food place? Stoner make it, yeah, burger, exactly, yeah, like yeah, a stoner yeah, hamburger yeah. paradise. Like, does that not not make it all the more funny that it is like a relatable White Cat? You know. What I mean like well then you're talking kind of like movies where it's in the title how about tom hanks meg ryan and dave chappelle and you've got mail 
literally yes. sponsored by AOL. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you're right, dude. I remember like literally when people started emailing, I would call them sleepless in Seattle. Like if they gave me an email address, I'd be like, "What are you sleepless in Seattle? What am I going to start fucking emailing?" Like in the like early 2000s, that movie was like my go-to insult for anybody that thought they were like cute. You've got and, mail. Yeah, but uh, and then there's also, I mean, I'll go even farther back. Fred Savage, I think it was like 1991. But the Wizard. Got it on the list. It was the Wizard, just sponsored by Nintendo. But again, that was like a real cool... And that movie, like, I'm sure was like an official Nintendo sponsor. It literally debuted the Power Glove. Absolutely, dude. The fucking, there's a scene with Tobey Maguire, like one of the lackeys, where the kid is like, I never go anywhere without my Power Glove. Well, the whole that, and that was power like glove. the debut of the Power Glove that then was like released yeah, afterwards. It, the power glove. it was the debut of Mario Brothers 3. Oh, you're uh, right. Yes, because that was the finale. Yeah, when they played the video game. Did you have a power glove? I never had a power glove. My brother did. did. We were a little too young. uh, I did have the Nintendo robot, though, that, like, picked up blocks. Okay, yes, I remember that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, my, my brother had a power glove. We were, like, a little too young because I remember just kind of being too young to, like, use it good and get the full grip, like, you know, grasp of it. And then by the time I was a little bit older, it was broken or fucking they were, you know. Dude, like, that thing was, wow. It was the power glove. I mean, I have to go on a deep dive in that. But the power glove was so ahead of its time where, like, this is A, that's B, that's C. If you can't see, I mean, yeah, B, you move your fingers it and it's... But when you move your fingers, that's the button. And, like, yeah. this is possible. I mean, it really was right like now. a Wii remote in fucking 1990, in, in, in essence, but... You're right, though. But that is a definite another, like, whole plot line of the movie. All, But again, it's just like if you're going to make a movie about a kid that's really good at video games, fucking if it's going to have to be Nintendo or Genesis in 1990. Yeah, it's better right, that right, than right. making up a fake thing. You know what I mean? But I think the big thing in that movie, though, too, like we, we just kind of brushed over it, was, like, that was the reveal of Mario Brothers 3. Like, I, again, I think we've talked about this on air. I remember watching that movie and, like, my mind blowing. It was like, this is actually Mario Brothers 3. Yeah, As, like, yeah. an eight year old kid be like, holy fuck, dude. For sure. The raccoon fucking tail making you fly. But it made you figure. I got I another mean, I was... one like that where, like, the big headline and whole plot line is straight from a product before I got some other small ones. But how about, like, okay. the Lego movie franchise? Fucking Legos I mean, were a thing. When, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's another one that's very logical Lego because they were a toy when I were a kid, when we were kids. But, like, totally... really, but the fucking Lego movie makes sense. It's a toy that made a movie. It's the Lego movie. I'm sure Universal sure. or Warner Brothers is, like, producing this, but it's the Lego company. That's For sure. Like, Selling their toys, but it would make sense though. Like, like much like Toy Story was a Smash, you know, franchise, Mm -hmm. whatever. Legos and like the whole gimmick of Legos are you can build whatever you want. So in essence, they are Transformers, and they can do so. Like they lend themselves good to a movie. Have you ever actually seen a Lego movie? No, it's a pretty solid dude. It's like a kids movie, obviously, but like me and Ah watched it very hungover one morning, and dude, this was a couple years ago. But, dude, I can't remember, like, laughing so hard in a movie. And being, like, you haven't laughed that hard since, since you went to see Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> no. I didn't laugh that so hard until I went to go. You kind of said it, Back to the Future 2, where he just wants a Pepsi and wearing his filled-up Nikes. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? 
which are on sale now, remember? They are. Or a couple years ago. That is the future. I count it more as Demolition Man future, where the only restaurant that made it out of Restaurant Wars was Taco Bell, baby. (laughs) In a world where Tiny Zeus Lister is the president in the future. I know that's a different movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's Fifth Element. I know it's a different movie, but still, it's a a pretty sick future where we got Tiny Zeus Lister as the president and Taco Bell. I like what you just introduced. I'll say it's the same universe. I'll say Fifth <laughs> Element and Demolition Man takes place in the same universe. For sure. But the, kind of that same thing, dude, and it kind of is like obvious, like uh, one Man of Steel is uh, you know, Zack Snyder. We talked yep, about Justice League and whatnot. The Man of Steel movie, Superman, great movie. But there was such an obvious scene. They have like a fight scene in Smallville where like they're all like punching through each other. But then Superman just gets like punched through, like. There's like a good three minute fight in an IHOP restaurant. Yeah, yeah, in the IHOP. <laughs> There's like IHOP pancakes falling around everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but again, I know it was cheesy and like a shield for the company, but I like that because they were like in the fucking triangular roofed place, fucking with boysenberry sauce getting knocked over the place, and it fucking <laughs> added to the charm. Is boysenberry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was at, I think I was at that fucking Taco Bell. Was that in Jersey? I, I was, saw I was... Superman bleed. No, he was actually covered in <laughs> strawberry jam. But uh, I got a couple more uh, fast food ones as well, though, like uh, Time Cop with Taco Bell. But how about Richie Rich with McDonald's? Macaulay Culkin had a McDonald's inside. Was that not like the highlight of the movie and like one of the standing, one of the things that stuck in my head about that movie for years? I would just think about like, man, imagine being so rich. You can have a fucking McDonald's in your own goddamn house. That would be the... Dude, that movie, you have to assume a kid wrote it. Because everything in that movie, I was as a kid watching, I was like, "Dude, I want everything Richie yeah, Rich be a little golf cart and McDonald's in his house, a laser. Like, I want all of that, dude." And then I got um, one more like real big fast food one that one uh, 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 like a iconic fast food place Richie that Rich, is great call, dude. And this one is well not in Jersey, however. So for me, my first trip to Los Angeles, like on the top of the list for tourist activities was to finally hit up an In-N-Out burger. Unfortunately, my car had a windshield, and I wasn't like Lebowski. But, uh, Le- Big, like, Big Lebowski always going to that In-N-Out burger. Like, definitely sure, dude. put that one. in my head and, like, made me uh, uh, crave an In-N-Out in my life. I'm going to kind of uh, coattail on what you were saying about uh, Richie Rich. And I think the first pair of, like, sunglasses I ever really asked my mom for was a pair of Ray-Bans. Because of Men in Black. Men in Black, of course. They're they're cool sunglasses. Yes, great call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one where they uh, definitely didn't need, like, that was an absolute product placement. They could have gotten away with that. In the movie, they zoom in and it's like, what are you wearing? Like, Ray-Bans. For sure. No, there was definitely. All right, dude. But I Superman can get a, can get away with kicking the shit out of somebody in an IHOP. Uh, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones put on Ray-Bans. How about this one? And again, this was one kind of I'm missing. But again, it's the whole movie is product placement. What about the internship with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson where they're working at Google? Okay, interesting. I didn't even That's know. the whole fucking movie. Is there uh All right. I mean. Old guys. It's a Google movie. Google is a product. <laughs> well, I mean, what about the Facebook movie? That's a fucking the social distance or whatever. Social dilemma. I'll whatever. call it. But like this wasn't about like the making of Facebook. But I mean, that, like, like if you're gonna make it hi- like a hijinks movie about them two like working for some crazy and the Google known to be such like a high tech crazy company, wouldn't it make sense to like not to put them in a real company as opposed to putting them in some fictional? But they company? did do a real company. They did Google. That's what I'm Google saying. Paid for it. Yeah, exactly. That's so what I'm saying. Like, it's not on the list. 
No, I'm not saying that it's not on the list. I'm just saying that it's in like the category of acceptable ones. You know, it's not as much of like a shill as it is like logical to the storyline. You know, like E.T. eating Reese's pieces. Who doesn't mm-hmm. love Reese's pieces? I mean, if E.T. wanted fucking peanut butter candy bits, and it wouldn't have hit home like, as much. You know, I think famously that like Reese's pieces sales went up after E.T. Oh, I'm sure that was like one of the most like iconic pieces. things of the movie. Was like Reese's be. You know, I but the was, fact I mean, that it was a real thing, because remember there was like uh, uh, another one of those. But what was the Fred uh, Savage monster movie of, of, the, of the era? Little Monsters. Little Monsters, Little exactly. Monsters. That Little one I remember, the I fridge was always stocked with like bogus products. And I remember it as Correct. a kid because remember like when he, we drank the piss, it wasn't like Mott's apple juice. It was just generic shit apple juice. And it stuck out to my head, you know? Correct. I will say this. There's a hilarious scene in Gone Girl where Neil Patrick Harris is like telling the girl, like, you can stay at your house. You can stay at my house. You can watch the Roku. You can have some uh, LaCroix. You can uh, help us have <laughs> some uh, Forest Head. Really product, uh, it like, really goes product specific. But it's like, it happens some... so quick. It's like a big scene. They're like, oh, fuck, we forgot to put our sponsors in there. It's almost like the director of the movie was just like, oh, fuck, the sponsors. And I'm like, all right, Neil. <laughs> take it away i would say this another movie when i kind of i'll kind of end on this on my aspect uh, at my end of it though but i'm not going to count supersize me although i'll kind of count out there supersize me with morgan spurlock because that movie is all it's a documentary but it's all yep. about mcdonald's but he also made another movie where he straight up financed it on uh and i think we might have even talked about this maybe the last time we did this but he fight his whole point of the documentary is he financed the movie just off advertisement. Like, he had no studio involvement. I think it was called, like, Palms uh, Nectar Juice Presents. Interesting. So, and the 100% of the budget was from sponsorship that was going to be placed in the movie? The the whole movie was financed off of sponsorship. Like, they had the whole budget of the movie from sponsorship. Interesting. And it was even called, it was like, Palms fucking, like, Nectar Juice Presents. Wow. Burger King's uh, Life in a Time of... And it was fucking... Interesting. It was a Yes, that's definitely one to check out. I did not know about that one, but I would definitely count uh, Super Size Me, I suppose, you know? It's not the best, right. Mario. It's not the, I guess that's the from the any new any attention is good attention uh, philosophy right. of marketing because... I mean, dude, McDonald's took away the Super Size after that. Did they really? Yeah. There was no more Super Size after that movie. You can get a medium or a large. You can't get like a super size me. Now I just you gotta get, like, now, now I now I gotta just get two mediums. <laughs> Dude, I will put it this way, and I'm still the fat kid. It's fat kid of super size me with that movie. Is I was watching season two of uh, uh, sixty days in. If you guys never watched it, regular people going to jail for sixty days. But in the women's jail, they just had like one of those camping kind of like iced tea things. And I realized that's how they were filling their cups in. And I just kind of not even jokingly looked at AH and I was like, oh, dope. They just have like giant jugs of iced tea. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm getting the wrong message of this movie. She's like, we can do that here. You don't have to go to jail for that. I'm like, yeah. But still, it was by the way, can I segue into it? Look for the uh, 60 Days In episode of the Geeked Up Boys. We're going in for 60 days, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but 
What do you say? You got uh, no, to pretty much. Uh, I mean, I got, a, I got a couple more hilarious, hilarious ones. Like, how about Keenan and Kel and Good Burger, which was another like In and Out Burger West Coast fucking one that we sure. I think is yeah. a real franchise. I but think Good Burger is real now because of was it because Good of Burger. the was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that one where like the product got started? But that was a whole movie that took place. That in, like, goes a into my whole uh, Taurus is like it's Bubba Gump Shrimp Company a thing because of Forrest Gump. Okay, exactly. Oh, that's another good call. Reference, yes. We're making reference to Bubba Gump Shrimp Company in Forrest Gump. Yes, great call. But that's, that's the same kind of thing, though, where it's an entire fucking restaurant franchise spawned Correct. off because of the fucking movie. Correct. So, But, yeah, for the most part, let's let the geeks uh, uh, fill us in on what we've missed. Oh, well, how do they do that? Well, they can email us in to thegeekedupodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, also, let us know if you think we can make it in the 60 days in. Also, really let us know, though, what were some of your guys' favorites in uh, 2020? I know it was Slim Pickens, and I'll be damned if the King of Staten Island wins Best Picture in 2020. Yeah, that's but true, guys, but we do have know. our upcoming year in review, so let us know your picks, your favorite movies, TV mm-hmm. shows, uh, events, uh, funniest moments, funniest things, whatever you want to uh, make an award and give it and for for the best of the year for any various thing and send it to us and we will uh, read it off That's on the, the show. The Geek Up Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on SoundCloud. Hit us up on and also, guys, on iTunes. We're out there. We need your uh, reviews and your ratings, man. It helps us get more plays, more geeked up for you guys. What you guys like to hear, it helps us with your ratings and yeah. reviews. So hit us up with that. Uh, big things coming 2021. Everybody stay safe. Look forward to the Kurt Russell, Mel Gibson collaboration Christmas movie. But we will be doing a Christmas movie on Netflix and chat. Liam, you got anything else to uh, leave him with? That's it for me, buddy. Not right. And that's it for me too, buddy. Deuces indeed, guys. I'm Devin <laughs> Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. We're just getting the holidays started. I know you don't have to work tomorrow because it's COVID. So why don't you go ahead and get Geeked up. Woo, baby. It's time to get geeked up. Woo! What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on.